This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. I do want to bring this up because it is draft weekend. Trades happen. Do we think Jonah Williams will be traded this weekend? Ooh, I think the interesting one is the Jets because I think they're really in on Broderick Jones and the Steelers jumped him. I think yeah. that was on purpose. And I also think the Patriots did that on purpose too. <laughs> I think they may have had a pretty good grade on Broderick Jones. They didn't want him because they have, you know, Trent Brown and whoever else uh, going on over there. And they signed Riley Reef, So maybe they were like, we're fine with our guys. And I know the Steelers want Broderick Jones. Give us an extra fourth. We'll jump down. We're still going to get the guy we want in Christian Gonzalez because we don't think the Jets will take him. And kind of screw over our division rival. <laughs> I think that might have been a little bit on purpose from them, which is always fun. Always fun to see the division rivals kind of mess with each other. Um, so that would be a team I think could be interested. I think Tampa could be interested. They didn't get their – I don't believe they got an offensive tackle. Man, draft is just flying by my memory. Um, so Nick can correct me if I'm wrong. I didn't think they got an offensive tackle. That's another one. They don't have a starting level left tackle right now, I don't think. You can cross the Jags off the list. They got Anton Harrison, so even with the suspension, whatever. They also have Walker Little waiting around in there. Um, man, other than that – if I was the Colts, I'd look into it. Mm-hmm. But if I'm also the Colts, I'd probably feel okay about Bernard Raymond and Braden Smith as my starting tackles. Quentin Nelson as my left guard, right guard. I don't feel good. Um, but I wouldn't – Jonah doesn't really want to play that. So That's that's what the thing is. Like he doesn't have control over – if they trade him, he could go somewhere else where, hey, they might need him at left tackle. So it's mm-hmm. just one of those situations. And maybe there's more conversations happening behind the scenes. Zach Taylor did tell the media a couple weeks ago. That stuff is private between us and Jonah, what's going on there. But if anything was going to happen, I feel like you you would you would want to get a draft pick on day two. Um, uh, the have- Bucks are collagen cancy, of course. Right? For so, but we we were looking at that Bucks pick, thinking, "Oh, that's a Bijan place. If he makes it that far, he's <laughs> well, Bijan's gone." My, th- my theory on it was, it's not a fun spot for him to land. <laughs> that was why I picked him. I was like, and then I actually did a mock draft with some friends, and I put Bijan at eight to the Falcons. I heard a little bit of smoke about it, yeah, and I kind of connected this. That team loves taking playmakers: Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Bijan Robinson, and they're just gonna kind of. Either, you know, either Cincinnati guy, Desmond Ritter, is going to figure it out. He's got a good, talented cast around him for offense. Or it's a good quarterback class next year if he doesn't figure it out. And you've got some good playmakers for him. Yeah. I. What did you think about the first round? Because it felt, it for me personally, it's probably because we just missed football. But it just felt a little wild, a little crazy with the quarterback situation. All the smoke leading up to the draft. None of it mattered at the end of the day. These teams were going to take, you look at Bryce Young, CJ Stroud go one and two. But but overall, it just kind of felt like for the Cincinnati Bengals, we, we, we've already talked about Miles Murphy, but it felt like it was just falling in place for them and the Buffalo Bills towards the end with, with just the wide receivers going late, some of the quarterbacks going off the board. Anthony Richardson went pretty early. Will Levis did not go. Didn't go. Um, and Hooker didn't go. I, I really thought Hooker was going to go. Really? Where was he going to go? I don't know. I, I kept seeing people kind of hint Seattle was interested, Minnesota was interested, and – I, I, I really bought in because the only argument against him seemed to be people saying like 
he's not a first round pick. And it's like, well, yeah, but so <laughs> like the NFL is always on this. Tim Tebow went late in the first round, uh, big, uh, not Baker, but uh, Johnny Manziel went in the first round. Like there's been plenty of not first round quarterbacks that sneak their way into the first round. So, uh, but I do think the age and injury may have pushed him down enough. He's going to be second, third, could be later. I don't know. I have no, I have no feel for it anymore. Will Levis is fascinating though, because I think the Colts situation was interesting mm-hmm. where somebody asked them specifically about Levis and he kind of walked around it a tiny bit, but it was kind of obvious what the, I believe it was Greg, it's like Ballard. Yeah. What Ballard said, and he basically said, everybody has us pegged for one guy and we're not interested in that guy. Basically like everybody thinks we're taking Levis. We're not taking Levis. So in my mock draft with friends, I gave him Richardson. So I feel good about that. Went off the rails after that. Uh, I got the first four picks in a row, right? And I thought I was about to nail this thing. And like I was going to post it everywhere. And then uh, I had what, Jalen Carter, five, Devin Witherspoon, six. Like it, it went off. Christian Gazella, seven, B. John, eight. But then, yeah, it went off the rails after that. Uh, where, man, I don't know if I got another pick. I don't know how many other picks I got right. Uh Man, like I am looking. I don't know if I got a single one right after that. <laughs> it is absolutely crazy. At first, I was like, "Oh, I get what the Texans are doing. It makes sense." And then they trade back with their, they trade with Arizona, and then they get another pick. And I'm like, "Okay, all right, I see what you're doing, uh, Houston Texans." And then I was like, "I kind of like the haul that Arizona got, but it just was." It was a little bit all over the place. I don't miss picking in the top 10. I will say this. When the Bengals drafted Joe Burrow and they drafted uh, Jamar Chase in the back-to-back years, I didn't watch the rest of the first round. Now we get to watch the pretty much the whole entire draft. Wait, wait, wait. Watch these guys fall. See some surprises and trades. And I'm like, all right. It's going pretty well for the Cincinnati Bengals. And I think, like I said before, in our first segment, you really talked a lot about Miles Murphy. And I think Bengals fans should feel pretty encouraged with that pick for the defensive side of the ball. But uh, but overall, any other thoughts on draft night one? Um, I think one of the most shocking things was Houston trading back up to three to get Will Anderson. Mm-hmm. You usually don't see that. A trade-up into the top five is always, almost always, to get a quarterback. And they got their quarterback at two in yeah. C.J. Stroud. And then instead of just waiting to see what falls to 12, they went, well, we love Will Anderson. <laughs> and it could work. It could work out fine. But um, the rumor was that they were going to take Will Anderson and then try to trade back up for Stroud. And then they heard, you know, that other teams may be interested in C.J. Stroud. So they took him first, especially division rival titans were supposedly very interested in him so that's i guess what supposedly happened one other thing i want to bring up with murphy i think it's a low bust chance pick because i just think he's i think a lot of stuff that he's not great at is correctable i also just think he comes in with a high floor and a high ceiling that's usually not something you find at pick 28 you have to set your expectations a little bit for pick 28 he's probably not going to become a star although i think that potential is there to become a 10 plus sack guy just with the get off, uh, but temper expectations a tiny bit. I think you talked about the pick twenty eight in the past however many years, mm-hmm. and none of them were all pros or were any of them Pro Bowlers. I don't even uh, remember that check it right now because there's one that's coming to mind. But but go ahead and with how you feel about like twenty eight. Mark Ingram, I think was the only one that might have been a Pro Bowler, and that's a running back. So 
Patrick Queen was was drafted 28. That does not help anything. <laughs> no. Um, and last year was Devontae Wyatt, which also doesn't help. But, um, yeah, I I do think temporary expectations a little bit. I don't think he's going to bust. I think he's got a good chance of just you know being a, a solid starter rather than uh, anything else. But I do think there's a star chance. I think there's a role player chance, which to me wouldn't really be a bust. I think the bus chance itself is kind of low. I think he's a guy that's going to come in and, you know, really be a, be, be a high character, high motor guy at least. And I do think they're, like I talked a lot about in the first section of this, if you've forgotten or didn't listen to it, um, there's a lot of strengths there and there's a lot of reason to be excited about the potential. Yeah. And I think when you mention his age, a lot of people have to remember 21. I mean, there's still a lot of time to develop and learn. And doing what he did at 20 years old, at 19 years old, at 18 years old, I think tells you a lot. It it tells you a lot about how talented this kid is. So it's always to me, I don't know if everybody else is as impressed by it as I am sometimes, but this is one reason I love Jamar Chase coming out. When you can do that to, you know, NFL players when you're 19, 18, even 20 that's much more impressive than a guy that goes out there at like 24 years old like a 24 year old should have better technique than him should be a more polished product a 23 year old too a 22 year old even like he should be getting better every year and like the t higgins pick where everybody hated the athletic testing he has a chance to become a better athlete he's only 21 that's the one thing about taking these guys that are so young is they may not be fully athletically mature any at, at this stage. So I hope I've sold some people. Like I said, it's not an A. Yeah. I think an A for me would have been Joey Porter Jr. I liked him a little bit more. He was there. Higher floor. He was there. Steelers might get him. It is what it is. You move on and hopefully it doesn't work out for them. And I'm just wrong. Um, it, but Mayor and Murphy, I think, get the same grade for me. I'm not going to say I, – I did say earlier I think I would have taken Murphy over him 50-50. But they'd probably get the same grade from me. And if you were going to be super excited about Mayor, I, I feel like it's a similar – it's not a similar idea because Mayor is a higher floor than him, even though I think he is pretty good floor. But Murphy does have a higher ceiling in my opinion. And I think it's worth talking about and. Do you want to draft for ceiling at 28? I think if you're talking about Pro Bowl, all pro potential, it's there. It might not happen. I'm not saying it will happen. I'm not even saying there's a good chance of it. But I think that potential is there, unlike it is for some of the other guys they could have taken. I think, yeah, I, I agree with you. Just give it some time. And I also think with Michael Mayer, and I was big on Michael Mayer. And with him being there, I thought, no brainer, they're going to turn the card in and still kind of felt cornerback a little bit because of the option being available. But for them to go that route, they felt that way. Zach Taylor said he didn't believe that he was going to be there. And I mean, Michael Mayer, I think if, if he was from, say Michael Mayer wasn't from the Cincinnati area, you know, what, would there be more of a non-connection? Yes, what he did at Notre Dame was really great, but I think there's a little bit of that hometown feel. You want your guy, he's from Cincinnati. And I think that's what a lot of people connected with, with Michael Mayer um, and how cool it would be for him to play with Joe Burrow and, and obviously a good tight end too. But with this guy, you know, he's going to make that impact. And we've talked about it on this on the podcast before. You know, how many yards did Hayden Hurst have last year? Can, can Irv Smith step up? And maybe they still get a tight end on day two or three. Um, but I just, 
I'm not overlooking it too much or or questioning it. I, I want to see September and October what it's going to look like with this deep on the defense, and and maybe it's later in the season. Uh, but I'm just I, the 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 reaction to it was a little surprising, honestly. Yeah, I, I just don't think they were ready for the pick, and they really wanted Mayor. I want to bring up one quick thing as we leave. Do you think of tight end in the first round? Hasn't been very good. Where do you find your tight ends typically? Your Kelseys, your Kittles, your Andrews, second round, third round, fourth round. Not the first round. Like there are good first round tight ends, and but that's not typically where the all pros are found. You usually get those second, third, fourth round guys. It's a hard position to evaluate. Um, where do you find your star edge rushers? It's really in the first round, <laughs> you know? Um, it's not always. You can find athletic freaks. Trey Hendrickson comes to mind, obviously, as a guy. Sam Hubbard with a second-round pick. Carlos Dunlap, technically a second-round pick. Carl Lawson, no. The Bengals have done a really good job of finding these mid-round guys, but when you look around the league at who's an awesome pass rusher, whether you're looking from Miles Garrett to Brian Burns, it's first-round guys. First-round guys the whole way. And this was a projected mid-first-round pick. So he fell a little bit. Maybe the NFL didn't see him as a mid-first-round pick, but he fits the idea for a guy that could become a really good edge rusher. And I like it. I, I hope I sold some people because I was surprised at the reaction online to not liking this pick. And I don't know if it had to do with Porter and Mayer being on the board, but uh, this is a good pick. It's not a bad pick. The bad picks were there. They got leaked a little bit. You know, the, the Bergeron idea, the Sam Laporta in the first round idea. Like those weren't, those weren't good ideas. Now, Sam Porter, Sam Laporta round two. I'm in. Also, I think fans need to be encouraged because Luna Rumo's back. There was a oh, chance yeah. where he wasn't going to be back, and this is huge. And I know he's not the D-line coach, but he's the defensive coordinator, and he's going to utilize him to the best of his abilities. So I feel encouraged. Uh, you mentioned it before. You already have a piece up really already kind of talking about Miles Murphy. A, a little blurb, but yes, blurb. I do talk about it. It's probably less than you heard in this podcast, but just so you know, I was – I did – I did mention this. I, think, I on just the didn't think he was. I didn't that. I didn't think he was going to be there, so I didn't predict it. But I, I did write. I believe the exact words were: "If he's on the board, they're going to run to the podium." And um, that seems like what happened. It's it's exactly what happened. I can't remember who tweeted it, but they said Zach Taylor ran. They ran. They made their decision. He obviously didn't run from Pecor Stadium to Kansas City. They they have people, uh, but it worked out for them. They're excited. I'm really pumped on Sunday. Like I said before, we'll have a special edition podcast, just kind of recapping day two and three, and to see who the Cincinnati Bengals add to this roster. And you're gonna have more on all Bengals. You're gonna have a piece on that. You said maybe Monday the publish publish. I cannot talk because it is almost one in the morning, uh, but you're gonna have that piece up by Monday on all Bengals. A little more on Miles Murphy, and I'm sure the other draft prospects or picks from the Cincinnati Bengals. Make sure you're following along. Bengals underscore Sand. You can follow me at Ellen Diaz Patterson. And thank you for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.